0: Welcome listeners to another episode of Voices of Vapors, where we discuss all things related to tobacco harm reduction, notably electronic cigarettes and vaping devices. Um, As many of you know, and some of you might, e-cigarettes were first introduced to the U.S. market in 2007. Um, Since then, they've helped an estimated 3 million American adults quit, and they're significantly safer, um, as found by Public Health England, the Royal College of Physicians. Notably, in uh, June 2019, the American Cancer Society found that e-cigarettes were significantly less harmful because they do not contain nor combust tobacco. Now, we're getting into a really weird period for us in these recent hospitalizations that are overwhelmingly being linked to illicit and unregulated um, THC-containing devices. And since then, in these hospitalizations, you've seen a series of states that have implemented flavor bans, or in the case of Massachusetts, they implemented a whole ban on all e-cigarette products. So today, I have somebody that's been down in the, the trenches since it started, uh, Mark Sliss. He's been, uh, he smoked for 41 years, and he's a 55-year-old father of three from Houghton Lake, Michigan, up in the UP. I'm, from, I'm a troll. I'm from the, the Lower Peninsula. Um, he smoked for 41 years, and in 2014, he happened to wander into a vape shop and actually became a, a non-smoker walking out of that shop. A year and a half later, he'd go on to buy that vape shop, 906 Vapor, and has helped a thousand other people quit smoking. Now, recently, his story has been heard in front of state lawmakers, judges, and people across the country as he's in ground zero for this ban on flavored products um, and, and from Michigan, um, which was actually granted a temporary injunction earlier in October. So, Mark, thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm
1: fine. How are you today?
0: I'm great. Can't complain, you know. Um, I like doing podcasts. It gets me a- a- away from my computer and looking at all these crazy state health departments.
1: It's uh, It's been a tough month and a half.
0: Yes. And something tells me it's not going to get any better anytime soon.
1: I think we have a long fight ahead of us.
0: Yep. I think, it, I think we'll prevail. I'm hoping. At least that's what, you know. So... Always my first question, I kind of I gave a little bit of an introduction. Can you kind of just talk to our listeners how you got involved with the vaping industry?
1: Well, as you mentioned, uh, um, vaping uh, finally, after uh, 30 years of trying to quit, allowed me to quit smoking cigarettes. And uh, from the very first day that I, I left 906 Vapor and went home a non smoker. Um, I started to research vaping and electronic cigarettes. Um, it's in my nature to do things like that. And uh, by, the time, uh, by the time the oppor- opportunity came up to buy 906 Vapor, I was very interested in the industry vaping itself. Uh, I jumped at the chance. And uh, since the day I've opened, I've immersed myself in all things vaping.
0: Well, I know I first got to meet you in Michigan when um, Representative Hall held a hearing, uh, mostly just to get more information after, you know, Governor Whitmer. So background for our listeners. On September 4th, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer directed the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services to issue an emergency rules that banned the uh, sale of flavored e-cigarettes containing nicotine. Mark, can you tell us, like, what brought this on?
1: Well, uh I found out about the, uh, I found out about the ban about one o'clock in the morning, uh, about an hour after the story broke with the Washington Post, I believe. Yep. Um, and uh, I was, I was actually in bed and I was just about to fall asleep. And I, I saw a tweet about it and got right out of bed, started a pot of coffee, took a shower, um, Got online, grabbed the phone numbers to all my Michigan uh, elected officials and waited for their offices to open. Oh. Um, yeah, I and I, and I awesome. sent emails and messages to everybody I could think of. And and that started it off for me. And my first call was to my state representative, Representative Gregory Markinen. And... Um, he was uh, he was instrumental in in pushing me to testify uh, at that hearing.
0: And you did fantastic at that hearing. Um, I mean, I you, I really think that you kind of conveyed what a, a, a vape shop owner is, and um, you know, just the, the how important they are to the community. Especially, I mean, I, I always explain to people, I'm like, you know, these aren't used sales cars. People trying to just make a buck. They actually believe in their product.
1: Yeah. I... <laughs> I can't say I got in this to make a buck. I've I've barely managed that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not about the money. It was about a chance to uh, to get back to the industry, and to help as many people as I could to do the same thing I did. Finally, break the grip of smoking.
0: Yes. Um, okay, so you did quit smoking. What flavor are you currently vaping?
1: Uh, well, let's see. I have uh, I have two devices uh, next to me. One, I've got uh, Fuji apple pear, and the other, I have uh, cherry lime ginger.
0: Oh, wow. I have a, um, right now, I have a, a Kim, a, Kim Schilling actually sent me, like, new goo or something. Um, it's just, but it's like a berry flavor, and then i got a cucumber. Uh,
1: yep, yeah, flavors are the key. Flavors are it. So, okay. I, I, I switch up probably daily.
0: Uh, well, absolutely, um, and I, I, I think e-cigarettes are such a great tool because they mimic the you know the the sensation of smoking um, versus every other nicotine replacement therapy that's you know or like nicotine harm reduction product that's out there. Um, but they're also the flavors are key, I think, for keeping people off of them because they don't taste like tobacco products. So if they do go back to smoke a cigarette, it tastes like crap.
1: I I saw a quote I. I believe it was from grim green that said something to the effect of uh if you were a recovering alcoholic um w- would you want to drink uh bourbon flavored drinks yeah um and you wouldn't uh you know there there's a very small percentage that that stick to tobacco flavors um typically it's uh, it's older gentlemen uh stubborn like me in fact yeah. uh I, I I tried for a, a couple of days to start with the tobacco flavor, and, and as soon as I could, went back into 906 vapor and, and loaded up on a bunch of fruity and dessert flavors, and I've never looked back.
0: <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. I know the uh The uh, survey of like nearly seventy thousand, you know, vapors. Over eighty percent of them are vaping uh, fruit and dessert flavors.
1: Yeah, it's it's about ninety five percent for uh, for my customers. Okay, and uh, and and perhaps that's a little bit higher than than for some places, but I noticed early on that the people who uh, who attempted to quit with tobacco flavors were less successful.
0: Okay, it's an interesting uh, so point I, to I, note. Yeah. I try
1: to push I try to push people into flavors. Um, because it is more successful, definitely. Yep.
0: Okay. So speaking of this flavor ban. Okay. So this um, in in Michigan. So um, I know. Yeah. September fourth, Whitmer came out, issued you know Department of Health to go after this, and they issued their rules a little bit later, and they gave like a fourteen day period before it went into effect. So it actually went into effect on October second. Um, but then a judge issued a preliminary injunction on October fifteenth, which was brought on by a lawsuit that you were a part of. Um, I know you can't talk much details about that, but can you kind of explain like what is going on now with the flavor ban in Michigan?
1: Well, so we we have we were granted the preliminary injunction, and uh, it was an open ended halt to the ban, temporary halt to the ban. Okay. Um, and and that was just a step in the overall lawsuit. There was first a. We first submitted a a TRO temporary restraining order that was denied. And a hearing was set immediately. Uh, I believe for the next day in Petoskey. Um, it took a few days to wrap that up. Finally, in Detroit, we were granted the injunction and, uh, well, the next step for us would be the full trial, um, to take on the ban itself. But, uh, currently, uh, the governor in the state of michigan have filed for a stay which is a, a, essentially a reintroduction of the ban okay. and i believe filed for leave to appeal as well
0: oh wow okay and well when, do you know when that i mean so was there a specific time frame on this preliminary injunction
1: uh, no, no, it was open-ended. Um, okay. it's, it's my impression at least that it was open-ended until, um, uh, a period of time was set aside for the full trial. Okay. And, uh, so that the ban would remain in place until the trial was completed and a, and a, and a ruling was handed down. Um, but now we're on, uh, we're waiting for a ruling on the stay. And um, I believe we're also waiting for them to actually file uh, with the appellate court or the state Supreme Court.
0: Okay. So I know, I mean, I, and I saw you, I met you at the hearing, where uh, you did, well, you did the, you know, the first hearing, and I know you did a hearing earlier this week. There are some bills that are now circulating in the Michigan legislature, um, including Representative Johnson's nicotine cap legislation, um, which I know that's the one you testified on. And I don't know if Rep Lefebvre's bill is going to actually really go anywhere, but I really like it. That kind of gives the authority to Michigan to regulate e-cigarettes um, without federal oversight. Um, can we talk a little bit more about those, and we can start with Johnson's bill? Sure.
1: Um, So Representative Johnson's bill uh, first overturns the ban. Okay. Uh, Second, uh, applies a nicotine cap of 20 milligrams per milliliter to flavored liquids only. Okay. Um, And uh, I, I was asked to testify in support of that. And, and decided to do so. Um, I'm, I'm not 100% behind a nicotine cap, or at least necessarily the, the 20 milligrams per milliliter, but um, it's a starting point. Um, it, it, gets, it helps to get our message out there, and, and I believe there's a lot more to do uh, I tried to say that in my testimony in the hearing as well, and I've been saying it all along. Uh, there's a need for some common sense regulation. And, and certainly, if if we overturn the ban, uh, let's say by by my lawsuit, um, I think it's important not to leave uh, a vacuum. Yeah. Uh, so I think at the same time, we need to work towards sensible regulation. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my my company's not necessarily like the biggest, um, you know, (laughs) purveyors of, you know, regulation. Um, But I think even with these products, I know what I've told lawmakers too, that, I mean, they they kind of are a little bit regulated with the FDA. I mean, it's not as regulated as people would like, but I mean, no new product could come onto market after August 8th, 2016 without first going through a pre-market tobacco application with FDA. All the products had to be registered with them by December 31st of 2016. Um, All the ingredients Listings were due even with small manufacturers think that's got got a longer time um, and that was like May of this year Um, and I think that you know knowing that I think states could you know probably should have their own program like that so they can one determine who the bad actors are who's selling products that are not regulated that the FDA has no idea about it and also just see the shops that are like you know selling to minors you know continuously um, you know or not firing the people that have like sold to a minor
1: exactly those are the kinds of things we need to to be honest i'd like to see it uh personally i'd like to see it wrapped up under under one package uh, a federal package I, I i don't think for something like this it should be piecemeal by the states yeah. but uh but we have a landscape to work with and 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 we have to work within how so uh so I'm gonna. I, I've started actively working uh, within the state to try and uh, to get a comprehensive uh, package or a comprehensive bill, which will uh, at least common sense regulate electronic cigarettes in Michigan.
0: Is it safe to sit here and say that we're, we should we we shouldn't expect any taxes then coming out of Michigan anytime soon, since they're actually more focused on regulation?
1: <sighs> I hope so. Okay. Um, t- t- taxing, uh, taxing is, is the last thing we want yes. or need, uh, b- both as an industry, but, but as a, but as a life saving industry, um, one, one of the things that, that I think that, that makes vaping as a cessation tool and method, um, mm-hmm. Effective is is that it is relatively inexpensive when compared to smoking, yep. which makes it easier for people to switch over. Yep, and and we need that to continue, especially with the uh, inverse relationship between wealth and the smoking rate.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, there it is. It's kind of amazing. That's Democrats that are going against these tobacco harm reduction tools, even though they tend to represent poor people and poor people disproportionately smoke compared to upper class and even middle class folks.
1: It's it's so counter counterproductive to uh, to what they propose to believe in. Um, It makes me it makes me question everything. It makes me question their motivations. Um, and so we're going to have to work extra hard to counter that.
0: Yep. I think a lot of it too is I think they don't really understand it. Um, you know, I mean, we, we are gone are the good old boy days of, you know, especially at least of the state government, you know, where there were smokers. Um, I'm increasingly not seeing smokers in any of these state legislatures that I see. So they don't really understand, like, Nicotine addiction or you know cigarette addiction and so they don't really get the, I don't think they really kind of comprehend how Successful this has been as, as far as helping people quit smoking um,
1: Certainly, uh, I, I Think a long time ago I started to realize and probably most of us have realized by now um, Nobody outside the vaping community seems to understand the situation And even more so, they don't seem to understand electronic cigarettes, our industry, how we help people, um, and and, and the tools we're using. They don't understand electronic cigarettes. Um, I don't come across anybody outside the vaping industry with even a rudimentary knowledge of electronic cigarettes, and that's a huge problem.
0: Yep. Well, and especially, I mean, these um, these these hospitals. I know that Whitmer is one of her reasons. I mean, she brought up the youth vaping epidemic, but she also mentioned, you know, these hospitalizations that everyone's hearing and seeing on the news. And these are always these are overwhelmingly being linked to the use of THC products, often illegal THC products. Um. That and they're kind of lumping it up in the e-cigarette category, even though yeah, the devices are pretty much the same. It's a battery that heats this liquid, but the the properties and the chemicals in those illegal devices are not regulated, and they're like everything from under uh, under the sun. Um, I know uh, vitamin E acetate's been one. I know I I read a news article this morning that said they were putting rat poison in one of them that they were able to um, get their hand. The public health was able to get their hands on.
1: Yeah. Yes. As well as a. Uh, uh fungicide or fungicide, yep. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Um, that's been found in a lot of the uh, tests as well at, at very, very high amounts. Um, and, and unfortunately, they are linking it with electronic cigarettes. And, yeah. and at least part of that is um, a complete lack of knowledge yep. about electronic cigarettes, as well as the cannabis industry. Yes, Um, we uh, as an industry, electronic cigarette industry, the vaping industry, uh, we have certainly failed in educating the public. I think uh, for years we've all concentrated, especially as shop owners, on uh, strictly helping people to quit. Yeah. And we we missed the mark at educating the public in the fact that we are helping people to quit. As well as how we're doing it.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, and they and they also the, the whole thing that gets like kind of lost. I mean, I think vape shops have been some of the best um, people that, as far as like making sure there aren't sales to minors. Um, I know when you go look through FDA compliance data, it's overwhelmingly convenience stores that are selling to minors. Um, and I think that, I mean, C-stores have a lot that they're selling. Some are actually selling beer uh, in addition to cigarettes and all these other products and gas versus, you know, I know a lot of vape shop owners that go the extra step. You know, if some some kid comes in just staring at his phone, doesn't know exactly what he wants or there's a gaggle of teenagers out in the car, you know, that they're not going to sell to this person because they're likely doing a straw purchase for, you know, a minor.
1: Exactly. We, we seem to watch very closely. Uh, I was just in the shop the other day and uh, the employee had mentioned he, he just uh, had a customer come in, but saw that they got out of a, a, a car full of what looked to be teenagers and it stopped him right at the door and asked him if he had ID and, uh, and commented on the car load of kids behind him. And um that person walked straight out the door
0: yep <laughs> way to go <laughs> i want to go a round yep. of applause for that guy um so speaking about michigan i know um what can we you know moving forward what can we expect and then i know there is a new group started the michigan vape shop owners correct am i correct on that one
1: yes M- uh, um M- MSVO, MSVO? yep okay uh, I said that backwards. Um, M- We're brand new. MV- MVS. Uh, yeah,
0: Okay. Yeah. Can you talk more about that?
1: Yeah. So, um, uh, in conjunction with the lawsuit, you know, I uh, as I said before, I realized that uh, that if if we didn't have legislation um, going forward or already in place, if the ban is overturned, uh, that a vacuum is is at least in my mind is not desirable. So. Um, I I, ha- I had a I had a strong desire to to work on the legislation uh, side of things, <clears throat> excuse me, to complement the lawsuit, and uh, so did a lot of other shop owners in the state, and um, we've kind of banded together. We've uh, created a a, a nonprofit five hundred one, <clears throat> excuse me, five hundred one c six,
0: I believe. Okay
1: which I, I believe is, is concentrated on um, the political side or the legislative side. Not, I'm not sure how that works. Um, and uh, we we pulled in quite a few members. We are highly focused, um, highly motivated to, to get things done and, and quickly to, to complement this lawsuit and, and to try and have uh, legislation in place or, or at least uh, ready to go uh that contain common sense regulations and it's uh, it's turned out to be an amazing group of folks um we uh we showed up for the hearing on tuesday uh we've been talking to our elected officials and um and letting them know that uh, we are motivated to to uh, ensure that we have common sense regulation in place uh via legislation and I think uh, in a very short time, it looks like we're uh, we're making progress. We're making good progress.
0: Yep. Uh,
1: lo- lawmakers seem to be receptive to our message, everybody that we talk to.
0: That's awesome. Do you know how many vape shop owners you have in it or how many vape shops are being represented in it?
1: Uh, I, I should have, I should have looked that up.
0: <laughs> You're fine. Um, I can
1: tell you that uh, it, it's been a while since I looked at our membership. I'm, I've been, uh, I've been incredibly busy. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm on a lot of different fronts, but, uh, at, at least, uh, at least two or three dozen at this point.
0: Okay, It's not bad. The state um, associations
1: also, can, be... we also have some liquid manufacturers and, uh, and uh, a representative from Chubby Groa as well, who is a Michigan resident and, and, and a vapor. So he's, uh, he's concerned as well, and he signed on with us.
0: That's awesome. Okay, uh, so um, how can our listeners um, learn more or help um, folks in Michigan? Where can they find out more information about you and more information about um, as, uh, MVSO?
1: Well, MVSO, I hope I get this right. Um, I believe you can, you can find it at MVSO at MVSO.org. Okay. Um, we're, uh, this is, this is all brand new, we're still working on things, but we do have a website. Um, there's a small amount of information up there and of course there will be more every day.
0: Yep. Awesome. And then, uh, do you have any last words?
1: Do I have any last words? Um Are any advice yeah, or a takeaway? Well, my, my last words, I guess, would be to the Michigan vaping community, and, and that would be to, uh, to stay active, to uh, continuously uh, contact your elected representatives and let them know how you feel. Tell them your stories. Uh, tell them, that you know, if you, if you don't support the band, tell them so. Uh, try to educate your elected officials. We, we touched on education and the fact that the public and and their politicians are, are largely uneducated when it comes to vaping, and I think that is uh, that is the thing we should be concentrating on <clears throat> is uh, education. We need to do that, and and the con the more contact we have with our politicians. Um, the, the 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 more opportunities we have to tell our story, the more people we're we're going to be able to convince that we're doing the right thing. It was mentioned by the chairman of the regulatory reform committee that uh, I believe he and others have received more contacts concerning vaping than the budget.
0: Oh wow, that's impressive. It,
1: yes. Um, so we are making a difference but we have a long way to go in terms of uh educating people
0: Absolutely. and and
1: that's i think that's my number one message is to educate
0: yep I love it. Well, okay. Thanks for um, coming on today, Mark. Um, Listeners, thank you for turning into another episode of Voices of Vapors. For more podcasts, including more of this series, please visit heartland.org or search for the Heartland Daily Podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts from. For more information on e-cigarettes and tobacco harm reduction, please visit our alcohol and tobacco page at heartland.org. Are you interested in helping the freedom movement? are you interested in helping the heartland institute then consider selecting the heartland institute as your amazon smile charity of choice amazon's charity will donate one half of one percent of your purchases to the heartland institute without any additional cost to you and believe us every little bit counts visit smile.amazon.com and type in the heartland institute to get started today